Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Vandy Blitz. Today, we are talking about what I think is the most exciting, or at least one of the most exciting topics of the entire year, and that is the NBA Finals. We've just seen, you know, a thrilling yet, you know, some might say sadder version of the playoffs with all the injuries we're experiencing, but it was, I, I like the playoffs. It was very competitive. We saw a lot of great series, and now... We are down to the Suns and the Bucks in the finals. Game one is tonight. Lots to talk about. Lots to say about both teams. You know what, Wilf? I see you moving around, getting Nancy to talk. Let's hear your thoughts on this series, man. Definitely. I think it's exciting that both teams haven't seen a championship for 50 years. I don't know if the Suns have never won, and the Bucks haven't won since Abdul-Jabbar was there. Think about the times. A lot has changed since 1967 or 1970. And... My storyline for this game is going to be Drew Holiday and their backcourt versus Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Something really exciting, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, I think the Suns have a better backcourt, but the Bucks traded everything for Drew Holiday. So it's going to be really exciting to see, can he match up against that, that backcourt? And I think it's going to be a really, really fun series. And what adds another level to that, because you're right. I mean, I, I think there's a little, you know, there's another interesting element of this game that I want to touch on. But going to the backcourts really quickly, um, the Bucks, you know, when they did acquire Drew Holiday, one of the other big names that was circulating around was Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul didn't know where he was going to go yet. He wasn't on the Suns yet. And Milwaukee was definitely like a talked about landing zone. I don't know if you guys remember all those rumors, but. That was where Chris was said to go, and the Bucks had a chance at him, but they went all in on Drew Holiday. So I think specifically the Drew versus CP matchup is going to be really interesting to watch because if CP really cooks Drew, but you know, like I well maybe cooked. I'm biased. Drew's not getting cooked. Like no, I don't think Drew's going to get cooked like that. But if CP dra- dramatically outplays him, that's a big regret for the Bucks because they could have possibly had the guy across the floor. But I think you're right. I think maybe less so backcourts, but more so perimeter scoring oriented like i think devin booker chris paul versus chris middleton drew holiday is going to be an important matchup and then it's going to be like Giannis versus the front court if he can play and then that'll be go ahead joe my thoughts are this too though like i i I hate to say it now i mean i hate to say it but the offense in this league is just so talented just in general i think that when guys are just on offensively drew holiday very well could get cooked i mean like you look at cp like Let's say he's like just taking those fadeaway shots from the elbow over and over and over again. Like if he's on from those shots, there's just nothing you can do to stop. But him. you could say the same thing about Drew. You know, Drew's been going for 28, 30 point games in this playoffs. And if he's on, you know, he's not even just an offensive weapon, but he's also going to bring it on the defensive side of the court and, you know, be that guy that bothers Chris Paul. Because I, I don't think. You know, regardless of what, like, I think you're right. Devin Booker could drop 40. Chris Paul could drop 25 and 11. And, you know, while they're being guarded with an amazing defense, but certainly not going to be easy for them. With I, think on here. I it's all about Antetokounmpo. Sorry, I was just going to quickly say it's all about Antetokounmpo there because with Antetokounmpo there, they're way more dynamic. And without that, I think the Suns win those types of battles. Yeah, I agree. And I think yeah. not, without Giannis, you lose that, like, that, the, I think a little bit of the transition element that you would get with, like, him being on the court. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder who is going to match up with Aiden in this game. Who's like, probably Brooke yeah, Lopez? That's, 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 that's sort of what I wanted the next are, like, conversation about be. Aiden. You know, Aiden, Aiden is going to obviously he's played, we, we've seen his work. Everyone looks back at the buzzer beater, but like, besides that, like, 
he's been playing great, like putting up double doubles every, like I think almost like every night. Like it's it's a pretty. No, he's been he's been on fire in the very playoffs. well. So he's been, yeah, he could he could have a blow up game here as well without Giannis on the court, you know. So we'll see what's gonna happen, but obviously I, I like I like the Suns a he lot. He could, but honestly, here's the thing: I think you know the Bucks. You, say what you will say about the importance of Giannis. He's an MVP. He's he, I think without him on the court, they lose this series. You know, he they need him out there if they, if they want to win the finals, but. This Aiton-Brook-Lopez matchup is a little bit more interesting than a lot of people are giving it credit for because Brook Lopez has been doing his thing defensively all season. Um, in the playoffs, he got played off the floor a little bit in a couple games, but really held his own against there, even in I mean, in there, even against some small ball lineups. So I think that Aiton-Brook-Lopez um, matchup is going to be interesting. And if Giannis isn't in the game, then I could see, honestly, Aiton, you're right, like abusing that, that, that front court of um of milwaukee but if you know you sub out bobby portis for depoy like help defender of the decade like Giannis, i think ayton could get clamped up and i think there's a reverse of this that's important to pay attention to. Like, who's guarding on tedekumpo is it mikhail bridges i mean he's le- he's got the length but he does not have the strength um he can't stop Giannis. i don't i don't think so is it going to be jake crowder he's got the strength but he doesn't have the length you know it's a personnel game and then what are they going to do are they going to throw Aiton at him he matches up physically but the suns don't really have that second five you know if Aiton gets in foul trouble where do the suns go from there because then they really don't have that pick and roll threat is it a, is it a frank kaminsky or a Cam Johnson, I, I don't See, know. It's and just I, not a Frank Kaminsky. It's just simply not a Frank wow. Kaminsky. You know, I gotta, and, I gotta say, I gotta think. You gotta go with Jay Crowder as the matchup. Yeah, it's I, gonna be Jay, Mikhail, and Aiton splitting time. But I think that that time split is gonna be a lot off of um, Giannis's health because honestly, I think full full health Giannis, it's it would be a lot of Crowder and Aiton and less Bridges. But if if you know if. If Giannis isn't being as aggressive, if his knee is bothering him, if he's on a minutes restriction, I could see Mikael Bridges honestly, you know, playing some good defense on him, and and that might be something that determines the outcome of that game. But lots of interesting defensive matchups to talk about here for sure. I mean, my sure. thing with Giannis, my thing with Giannis is that I think he just, and I, it's not really this isn't like a hot take at all, but he's just such a different player when he's not moving forward. That's why I value strength a lot more than length in these situations. Like putting a guy like Crowder, who first off could just be annoying as fuck, which is a, a one. Yeah, he's a pest. He just pest. makes you so annoyed as a player. Like no matter who you are, what style you have, being playing against an annoying defender will always make you play worse. I don't think it'll ever really make you play better, but whatever. I would say this though. Having Giannis move backwards, you want a guy that can stand in front of him and not let you just blot and let him just bulldoze through. When Giannis has to take those fadeaway shots, which he does so pretty rarely, he doesn't really yeah. get hurt on him. And he doesn't Dude, make did you see that one at the end of what, – what game was that? I mean, this might be totally, like, you know, not, not related, but he hit a clutch fadeaway at the, at the end of one game, and I was like, holy shit, Giannis. Like, that was the first time. No, I've ever and seen it's cool when he hits him. And, like, when he does hit him, you're like, wow. Like, if he could hit those consistently, like – this is going to be a scary You'd be that guy. <laughs> I was just going to jump in after you, Jeff, um, real quick. Right. We're talking as if Antetokounmpo is playing. He is doubtful tonight. And he's I think the key, he's not playing, I don't think. He isn't. He's and, not playing game one. But the I Bucks come back mid-series, but, like, you're right. We're, we're making some assumptions with the way we're talking about it. But also, Wilf, like, here's the question. Is there a series to talk about with? with there is. Guy? There is. They they did it. They did it last round. They did it without him. And not, they sometimes play better team basketball without Giannis on the floor. They, they flow really well. Middleton, 
commanding has been way better than I would have thought. Obviously, the Suns are, you know, the favorite with Antetokounmpo off of the court. But you can't sleep on Middleton and Drew Holiday leading that team and and kind of feeding the the low post in a different way. The reason that they won those games was because of 32 points here from Brooke Lopez and 22 points here from Bobby Portis. It's like in the finals – when you're playing one team and it's like the highest state basketball that you're ever going to get, I don't see players like Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis being the ones that win the game for you. So that's but, why, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like, let me clarify. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful. This is, this is an NBA roster. It's not a one man team on Tetacumpo has shown that he has his shortcomings. And the fact that the bucks are still a successful team time and time again, season in season out, with those shortcomings, just goes to show the strength of this coaching staff, the strength of this team. I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but when you're at this level, playing against Chris Paul, Devin Booker, I mean, I feel like the Suns have guys that can shoot. Like the, the the Bucks don't have that same shooting personnel. Without Giannis, I don't think that there is a is the area of the game where the Bucks are better than the Suns, and that is why. Yeah. Yeah, Suns are better than the Hawks. Like, let's be like, this yeah, is, it, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Suns would have beat the Hawks handily in those last two games as well, playing on the same sort of maybe the same sort of basketball because they have that those two scoring punches with a lot of other you know fundamental role players who play the roles well. But the Suns are just a better version of that team. And without Giannis, I don't think the Bucks have a way of overcoming that. With all the respect given to Chris and Drew, now. I guess I'm going to reposition this with a question to you, Will. Does that sound fair to you, or do you think the best No, and it is, and I think that's where I was going to jump to. I think we're talking about coaching staff. Monty Williams and his staff. Monty Williams should have been coach of the year over Thibodeau, 100%. Thibodeau just didn't deserve it. I mean, No, he didn't. As a Knicks fan, did not deserve it. But Monty Williams, what he has done, and we can't forget, DeAndre Ayton, his biggest role is within the pick and roll. And that's the Bucks don't have it the same type of way. And that's the key tonight. And also... The key is Booker not chucking shots, not going to when it goes bad. He chucks. Dude, but in the finals, the lights are bright. Dude, Booker might do that. He's a young, I know, he's it's going to be crazy. He might, he might say, oh, give me this at the elbow right now and miss three mid-range shots, and all of a sudden they're in a six-point hole. He does Obviously, that when Chris Paul's injured, though. I feel like yeah. Chris, Paul's Chris, Paul, Chris Paul will keep him in check and keep him a little bit humbled. I, I, yeah. I do want to say this, though, and I think – this is like a little bit, just like a, a really w- different angle to look at it from. Giannis is probably not playing tonight. I'm going to assume he's not. He's doubtful. He's, I don't he's, know not, yeah. he's not playing. He's not essentially, playing. essentially, the Bucks are going to be a different team tonight than they will be when Giannis is on the floor. This is not a hot take. But True. what I'm saying is this. As teams, like, let's say, like, when the Hawks, I think one, re- one of the reasons why people think, oh, Giannis is out, the Hawks are going to win this game, whatever. People don't realize, though, these NBA players, they prepare for games. They're preparing against a team in a seven-game series. Or like once you get through like the third, fourth game, you're like, okay, I know this team. Like we've played them before. Play, to play, players play differently night to night. But I would say this though, when you have Giannis on the floor versus not having Giannis on the floor, you're playing a different team. You're game planning a different team. The flow of the game is completely different. So in a way, I'm not saying by any means Giannis not playing is a benefit. But no, I, I, I see it what will, you're saying. It will come with some benefit, with some actual like hard things to prepare for with yeah. not being on the floor. And it is interesting because that has been a historic weakness as well for the Bucks, has just been their inability Long to heavy. adapt on their feet, you know, like change up their play style, really react to the defense that's being put out by the other coach, the game plan. Like Budenholzer has sucked at that. That's why 
you know, even with the Bucks' success, he's been on the chopping block for the past couple of years. Um, and you, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe Giannis missing a game. You know, they have a close game one. Suns feel like they know the Bucks that are coming out in game two, and they just flatten them. That's possible if Giannis plays. But, you know, I think – I don't know. But I also think, you know, there's a lot of little matchups, like undercover matchups in this game that are going to be, like, heavily, heavily important. Like, who's P.J. Tucker guarding? Um... I have no idea. Maybe Bridges. You think PJ Tucker's guarding Bridges? Maybe. Yeah. Wait. No. So quickly, you... I wanted to talk about the Bucks. What Joe was talking about earlier. With okay. tonight, their key is knocking down the threes. That that's where they're going to make their points because they're not going to be making points in the post the same way they usually do. I mean, yeah. hey, do you remember that reminder game two games ago by Brook Lopez? He averaged twenty something on the Nets. Like this guy can operate in the post. And I feel like now they know like. If a possession's really going nowhere, you know how sometimes when the Bucks, you know, even when Giannis is on the floor, they have those offensive possessions where they dribble in and dribble out, and then someone until takes there's five seconds out. on the shot clock. Exactly, and then they just fucking chuck up a piece of crap shot. Like sometimes that happens to the Bucks. I feel like now they know after that after that Brook Lopez performance. Maybe once in a while you can go down there in the post. Um, but I think you're right. I think threes are the key. Because without Giannis, you're going to need Chris Middleton on fire. You're going to need Drew Middle, Drew Holiday on fire. And you're going to need the Suns. P.J. Tucker, he's shots. 30%. Like, P.J. Tucker's been 30% this playoffs. Like, he needs to be yeah. on fire. Too. No, no, he does. And it, here's, here's what it's going to come down to. I think you're right. Half so. I think it's going to be, yes, hitting threes. But I also think that the Bucks are going to have to play around with how they guard the pick and roll. Because with Aiton and Chris Paul – this drop coverage shit that they do, that they've been doing, it's not going to work. It's just not going to pan. Like Chris Paul, again, w- which game was that? I don't even remember. He was just running to the elbow and hitting a jump shot. It was so well. I think yeah. Chris Paul is just literally like, I would argue to say this season, he's probably the most dangerous player to do that to, to just draw back on a pick and roll as the, as the Absolutely. guy. The this game. could be his best season, honestly, especially as a team player too. Everyone would just wrote off Chris Paul, and it's so awesome to see as a Chris Paul fan how awesome it would be for his legacy to win this year. And yeah, I just wish he'd stop too, but, flopping. But that's part of the game. Chris Paul's not a flopper. I would not describe him as that. I know, I, but it's so weird because he has this double personality where he's like this gritty guy that's like getting it out the mud. You know, he, he's been an all star and hasn't funny, gotten it. Yeah. But then he also like just makes the most soft flops ever like he'll he'll receive no contact and flail on the ground and this is the kind of stuff that lebron gets crucified oh yeah lebron i'm saying like oh this makes him a shitty player i'm just saying like come on like don't do that that's a little that's a little sus like yeah but he's trying i mean like listen he's not tasted the gold like he's trying to win like i get it a little like but yeah and i don't think i don't think he's caught up in the in the superficial oh you draw too many fouls play style i think he's old enough i bet i think he's old enough where he really does not care about like the image and stuff like i'm not like i think he just really wants that championship rightfully so too but like you're right and honestly either way Giannis champion chris paul champion i'm i'm happy Either what way. you can see is Chris Paul is actually the favorite to win MVP, which, I mean, not crazy. Obviously, not crazy. That is crazy, in my but, opinion. I feel like Aiton has a better chance to win MVP. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. I was, no. Aiton was the series MVP this last one. But from, I just don't see a, I just don't see that NBA doing that for marketing. I know that's crazy. They want to give it to Chris Paul or Booker. That's, yeah, that's what no I'm matter how well it it, that's That shit's a pop. Like, but then, then again, yeah. though, I look back. And I think 
Golden State plays the Cavs. They beat them, and Iguodala is named MVP. Like that's not after. That's so anti-marketing. Like in that that's moment, so play and Steph. And, what? Like that's not that's not marketing. not even Draymond. So I can't tell. Will are you lagging out the Yang, or are you like trying to say something and stopping yourself? Right now? <laughs> I think he's lagging. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm well, talking. Sorry. Who? who are, okay. Can you guys see me now? Yeah. Who are you guys? Just, uh, who are you guys? Just a dark horse. Your X Factor player for this finals. For me, it's Chris Middleton in the box. If he doesn't play well, if he doesn't make the shots, they don't have any shot. Yeah. No. But I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, Wolf, I think you're 100% correct, but I think it's going to be Drew of the Bucks because I think his defense is going to be just as impactful as what they need from him on offense. And if he can't deliver in either area, which he has a lot on his plate in this finals, the Bucks don't stand a chance. They gave up the first round picks for him. They shipped off yeah. Bledsoe for him. What's the big difference between this Bucks team and last year's Bucks team? Him. He's the guy. He's the guy. If, if the Bucks win this series, it is because of the resilience and the extra, just that much that they added to this. It's the better defense. Holiday. This year it's they were able to get over the hump. Just, yeah, and and better playmaking, and and I think it's also he has a much better mindset, mentality, and attack than than Eric Bledsoe does. So I, think, I, I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot that 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 Holiday brings to the table that's really important for the Bucks, and you know they bet all they bet heavy on him. They put all their chips in that basket and. It, it can pay off, but he's that guy. He's that dark horse. I totally agree. I think Drew, there's there's no, I really think there's no success chance without Drew playing like a beast. Cause tonight he's the man. Like, like he, he, like he's getting the reins and he's going to take over. He's got to play the offense and the defense. He's got to run the court. Like that's going to be him. But flipping to the sun side, my dark horse, and I'm just going to not be a mainstream because I don't really want to name like obviously any of the top three guys. I think Jay Crowder really could be a person that could, if he plays extremely solid defense and plays the role player role and plays well on offense as well and hits down those hits those threes when he's asked to. I don't see the Suns losing because dude, Jay's that, always that guy. Yeah, that's what he was for the Heat. Like that's what he was for the assuming Jets. That, assuming that Booker and Paul and Aiden none of them get injured or anything stupid happens, like. I think if he can play well, because if he plays well defensively, that's going to be Giannis, like, struggling. And I don't know. And also, I- I'm wondering, too, like, Gian- like you got to think about this. Like, when we when Mi- we talked about Mitchell being injured, right, um, a while back, and I remember we were like, yeah. oh, how injured really is he? Um, Giannis is not playing the first game in the finals. He's got to be injured to not be playing in that. First it's game. different because that's a – I think Mitchell, was it an ankle? Or yeah, it was an ankle. It's a different injury. With the way Adam Zakumbo we were talking about, he's so lengthy. We, I, I am, I am very sure he's not going to be a hundred percent, and they're going to be using him a lot as like a decoy, and that's where Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton come even more clutch because when Adam Zakumbo is just there playing as the number one, they know subconsciously like he's Dude, not going to be getting uh, like this conversation about Giannis's injury just makes me sad because I think you're right. We could see decoy Giannis instead of. MVP Giannis finally, you know, after staying loyal to the Bucks in all these years of, you know, some people saying he's falling short in the playoffs, he gets to the finals. Imagine this is his year in the finals and he doesn't play. Like that. They still be... shot, yeah, I'm not saying they don't have a shot, but I'm just saying, like, I really, I, he has a shot to play. I just wish it were more ideal circumstances because, like, what kind of legacy definer is that if either in his only finals his team gets swept and he doesn't play? 
or they win without him. Like that would be crazy. Yeah, Either one without him, it's still like... if they win without him, it's still his win, like completely. It was like 2015 or 2017, like Carson Wentz on the Eagle. He had that MVP season, and then yeah, they but win then without Carson him. Carson Wentz completely fell off after that. I know, but like it's the same idea where they, you have a great season and then the team lifts it up. But it, it would show so much for the city. This is so exciting because they're two such small market cities, with such loyal fans. Like, we have to think about the fans. These fans have gone through so much struggle, especially the Suns fans since 2010. It's yeah, just awesome dude. they're getting this experience. You're right. You're right. Dude, you know, you want to know who's getting the most awesome experience, though? Tory Craig. He's getting a ring regardless. He's just out there running around. He started the season on the Bucks and then got traded to the Suns. So regardless of the outcome, he's catching a ring. He, he pulled a D on waiters. That, that, yeah. that happened with, um, what's his name too? Um, the JaVale McGee, I think. Yeah. That's oh, such exactly. a JaVale McGee move. I feel that's like he's one so yeah. right? That is like, that's the ultimate NBA finesse is when you're in that position, getting paid like millions to just run around. He's like, guys, we're cooling. Whoever wins, it's just sportsmanship, guys. <laughs> How many games do you think this game, this series goes to? And who do you guys think is winning? Okay, well, let's let's say Giannis is playing for these predictions because yeah, yeah. we have to we have to go what one way or the playing? other. There's too what? much uncertainty whether like, oh, is Giannis playing? Is he not? I say we make two predictions: one where he is playing, one where he's not. If Giannis is playing, Bucks in seven. If Giannis is not playing, Suns in five. I have Suns in six for both. I just love Phoenix. I've been riding with them for a couple weeks now. I said in my prediction it'd be Suns, Sixers, and Suns win. I still think they're going to win, but it would be a different type of win in six. Um, with Antetokounmpo out, I see more blowouts, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, game one's going to be highly contested because there's going to be nerves. They're going to be going their hardest, and it won't matter all about skill. I think once everyone starts getting used to the finals, the better team will win. And that's where yeah. I see the Suns. I'm, I'm thinking, hmm, with, with Giannis, I've got Bucks in six. Without Giannis, I've got Suns in seven. But I like to put a caveat. If Giannis is joining like game four or later, uh, I don't, I don't know. With if Giannis is joining game four or later, I think we could see Bucks in seven or Suns in seven. I just think that I think that um, I wonder like if Giannis like joining later though, like he's on the court and he's like they said like he's doing stuff on the court, so it's like I wonder if it's like and it was it was no structural damage. It's a hyper extended knee. Like I've had that before. So if he comes back, like if he comes back and he's like rested up. That could be like a boost, and he if he's like actually okay. But then again, like knee injuries obviously are way different than like, especially for seven footers versus someone yeah. who's five foot seven. It's like not and the way he plays, like <laughs> who knows if he can last the whole game with this injury? Like they're really gonna need to figure out the best but way to use but if him. If it is no structural damage, like like Wacker even said, like if it's no structural damage, like it's really just about like once it's rested, like it's fine. Like it's not really like gonna be like I don't think it's gonna be like a lagging injury that like. But then again, we're not doctors, yeah. so I don't know. If we can... and we, they might know stuff internally that we don't know. Like, Giannis could be out for the series, and they might not want to be telling us for or telling, like, the media because of the game plan. If no, we know, no. Giannis... If, if, if it went to seven, there was a lot of optimism within the Bucks organization that Giannis would play. Against I'm saying, Bucks. yes, but we, they could be saying that. Like, they well, could be, you know smart. what I mean? That's very smart for them to not. Yeah. Like I said, like, 
it's like game planning for two completely different teams. So why, 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 why make it easy? I mean, of course, of course they would say that, but like you can run yourself in a conspiracy circle all you want. If you're, if you're saying you're playing media games, you know, and no, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that he's doubtful game one really concerns me, really concerns me because we say he could have played. He could have played game seven, but it's game one of his first NBA finals ever. He really must be not able to go because he's doubtful, a fighter. But doubtful is better than out, at least. Like, at least we know that's better. Feel like there's a chance that he's playing, you know, like there's a chance. Dude, and maybe they're, maybe, hey, Wilf, turning this back on you. Maybe they're just saying he's doubtful. So the game plan for the non Giannis team. And, and then the he plays. That drops 45. I've never seen – it's very rare players play when it says doubtful, but we'll see. Yeah, say. I know. I always know because of fantasy. I always say doubtful. I'm like, well, he's basically fucking out. Why do? Yeah. Why even have doubtful as a category? Like, dude. This is the most excited I've been since the NBA Finals because it's like these two teams, no one would have thought – I'm sorry, not, no one would have thought maybe fuck, but not like Warriors Cavs in 2016-17. Or sorry, 15-16. Yeah, so I think I agree with what you said. You were lagging out a little bit on my end, but I think you were talking about that this is the most excited you've been for an NBA Finals in a long time because of the, just the unpredictability, the small marketness, you know, paying off the fans, that that all come in full circle, and I could not agree more. Very, very excited. I think we've talked through this stuff pretty thoroughly. We've given you guys our predictions, um, and now that's all there's really left to do is watch the games and learn more from game one, game two, game three, game four, all the way through whatever game it goes to. But regardless, we are going to have a super entertaining finals with two super talented teams, and I'm going to be watching the whole time, and I hope you guys are too. But if you get bored during a commercial break, a halftime, anything like that, Feel free to watch all of the Vandy Blitz podcasts that will be coming out during the finals. We will be having more finals coverage later. This is episode one. And um, we're just as excited as you guys to sort of talk about this stuff and watch it and discuss. So make sure you stay tuned, subscribe, like. Thank you so much for watching and peace out, guys.